everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies, the author series of podcasts. I'm your host, Deborah Carney, and I'm joined today by Camilla Stein. How are you, Camilla? I'm fine. Uh, thanks for asking. And uh, for this podcast, I'm in New York City, and Camilla, where are you? Uh, I am in Europe. Yeah, so we're doing this very early in the morning, her time, and, and even earlier in the morning, our time. So Very international, yes. International. So, um, Camilla, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background? Okay, well, I am the uh, I'm a writer. I'm an author of uh, Space Scrapers and Gaia's Children. These are two science fiction uh, uh, e-books that are currently on Amazon Kindle. Well, they are everywhere, actually, but... Um, and there's also a paperback of Space Scrapers available. These two books are um, kind of very sweet uh, stories about um, some things in the future, and we can talk about that if you're interested. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um... Yes, well, so basically I, I write science fiction stories and I plan to uh, plan on writing a science fiction novel, uh, which is halfway done. <laughs> and I also work with a publishing house, Glagoslav Publications, and I also do consulting for non-profits um, in, in, uh, in development um, uh, all kinds of things like multimedia consulting, image consulting, and uh, and development, network development, outreach development, all kinds of things. Um, because I speak many languages, so actually I can help people um, get around uh, the international network. That's and, really cool. And yes, manage volunteers in, in various countries and um, manage. Um, Paperwork and various languages, but also I help uh, nonprofits get the message across, um, translations, things like that. That's really yes. exciting. You have a you you have a lot of irons in the fire, as they say. Uh, uh, many hats to wear. That, yes, that is for sure. I am also a mother of two children with autism, and I write for Examiner about autism. Uh, Examine is an American uh, national, um, I think it's the largest network of uh, city journalists yep. like myself. And um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, people writing about autism and I'm one of them. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, not that you have children with autism, but I had children with physical disabilities um, when they were growing up, and I was a work-at-home mom, you know, with them. So we actually have another podcast we can get you on to talk about that in more depth. That would be um, wonderful, too. Yes. Yeah, I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, so you do all these things for all these people, and then you escape into your sci-fi world and start writing? Possibly, possibly that's the reason. I actually love sci-fi so much. I... Uh, I Okay, I started reading as, as a kid, I think I was 10, uh, when I was first introduced to um, Asimov's, um, I, I don't remember quite this, uh, what, what the stories were, and then, and then there was Foundation series, and then there were, the, there were other authors, and I, I just... I just lost myself in everything, and then I thought some, sometime, well, maybe I should do that too, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote, uh, I wrote a book, and then I wrote another, and then I, um, I solicited a literary agent, and my agent said, okay, let's get you out there. Nice. <laughs> and that's and and now I'm here talking to you. Um, science fiction is um, is a, is a means for me to deliver my. Um, 
thoughts, um, ideas. Uh, I don't think it's an escapism as much, but um, it's something that I think that the world uh, actually can can use right now because we are in this in the place where we need to reflect on things we've done to ourselves and to our world and we need to reflect on how we can change ourselves and change what we're doing to the world so we can actually survive and still have the earth a thousand years uh, in the future, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think science fiction is a, is a great medium for that and that's why I write it. All my stories are a bit, uh, a, a bit to the subject of uh, preservation and um, Humanity preservation as as as, as a, a global family and uh, the natural world preservation because I think uh, we need to really slow down and you know look around and be more in touch with the nature, be more in touch with the world, be more organic. I'd say um, in a way in 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 a way we live, in a way we behave, not necessarily buying organic food, but I mean yeah, um, just just being just, better. just be more grounded and be less less you know frivolous with with the resources that we have yes. i have a um now you said that you've read um isaac asimov and many other authors now yes. did you um did you learn english at the same you know what's your what's your main language i am bilingual i speak russian and i speak english okay so um, when you read the books were they in english or did you read some in english yes, and some in yes. russian Yes, ma'am. Uh, English, and I also did 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 some Russian reading too by Russian authors, actually. So that's Russian science fiction—that's a different um, kind of science fiction. Yeah, that would be an interesting because um, everyone that I've uh, interviewed so far has been English-based, and it didn't occur to me, you know, until you just said that that you know you're over there in Europe and you're reading the same things the kids over here in the United States are reading, except that you had the addition of reading the books in the Russian language. Which which gives you another whole perspective. Well, internet is a wonderful thing. You can get a lot of books in different languages from everywhere, so uh, that is not a problem. But when I was a child growing up, my parents moved around the world. That's how I ended up in Europe, basically. Uh, my mom is in North Carolina, in uh, in Charlotte. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and I'm here, so um, uh, my family is scattered around the globe, actually, because of the work, and now everybody has their own home and their own family, uh, children and everything, so my siblings are everywhere. And um, what I wanted to say is that, um, well, speaking many languages certainly makes it uh, easier to network with the whole world about the subject that you love. And I love science fiction, so I get to talk to uh, to the Japanese science fiction fans because I love Japanese science fiction. I run my own blog, which is called uh, Camilla Stein Review, and I do film reviews and interviews with uh, professionals in the film industry. Basically, independent film filmmakers from Los Angeles, from New York, um, but I get to talk to some um, Hollywood actresses and um, uh, other professionals um, in in the movie industry, and uh, some are really into sci-fi, and that um, and that opens up a, a very broad uh, perspective for me as as a person who loves science fiction because I get to see not only how the science fiction is written, but also how it's transferred on on screen and how it's played, you know, and that's that awesome. 
yes, it's it's an awesome experience because um, I was talking to Tracy Dinwiddle. She is a science fiction actress, and she I um. She told me some things, and you can go to my website, to my, um, you can Google uh, Camilla Stein review, and you can get to see my website where her interview is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she told me things about science fiction, what, what was, uh, what she did and why she did, and I was, I was, it was like talking to my own sister, because uh, science fiction really unites people. That's why sci-fi conventions go so well all the time, and that's your networking, you know, that's your social media helps, but it's also your, you know, I think we are becoming more globalized um, as far as science fiction is concerned because it's just such a unifying subject. And many languages certainly helps, and Russian and Japanese and German. German sci-fi is great too, you know. <laughs> I can tell you, everything sci-fi is cool, no matter what country. That's awesome. And there are very few people, I mean, I know there are other people that are multilingual, but I think you sound like someone who has immersed yourself so much into it that I I highly doubt there's anyone else that has probably done as much in as many different languages as you have. Thank you. And that's that's really exciting that it's it's something that you have that makes you, uh, sets you apart from other sci-fi writers and it gives you a way more global experience. And when you go to, I'm sure when your novel is finished, you have a base of people all over the world that will want to write it. In fact, I incorporate international outreach and scope of my experience and my own knowledge into my books. Um, Space Scrapers is very international in in, in this regard. I have um, three main characters which are uh, from different countries. And uh, I have characters which are from different worlds, which is, you know, sci-fi thing. Um, but uh, speaking about Earth, I, I, I specifically wanted to celebrate um, humanity, you know. Um, this is something that you see on social media, because we come from all different countries, and it's not just USA, it's, it's everything, you know. Every ca- continent is represented on Facebook, on Twitter, on... On book clubs like Goodreads and uh, library thing, and you you get to um, to see and hear what what people uh, read, what they love, what how they live, and you, you we interact, we exchange thoughts, we exchange um, opinions, and we are so much alike. And I really love to celebrate that in my writing, and so that's what I have in Space Scrapers and Gaia's Children. But I also hope that my uh, new novel, which is halfway done, will be a celebration of humanity uh, as as we are as well. So that's the hope. That and that is a wonderful. Um, that's a wonderful basis for a book. You know, you everyone who writes, whether it's sci-fi or whether it's memoir or whether it's you know fantasy or romance, you all hope to make a difference in your reader when they get to the end of the book. That's the idea. That's why we do this. Um, writing is really hard to do, and all writers can concur on that because um, well, we spend a lot of time crafting. Um, cra- um, Crafting uh, stories, crafting characters, uh, developing uh, good plots, entertaining, and at the same time, something that is really um, not Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, <laughs> because we want to give quality to people. We want yep. people to to really uh, be immersed in the in the book, in the story, you know, to live in that story, to 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 have a 
a great day with that book and you know maybe a little bit of escapism but in a way that you know life is hard and you want uh, your reader to you know just have a totally different experience and forget about their own things you know whatever is bothering them and just go through a wonderful it's like going to to to, to an opera or uh, or a theater and <clears throat> Just having having a good time and living some uh, a new life, and then you come back to your own problems, refreshed, and you can handle everything. You know, that's that's kind of a help that we would like to offer to readers, and that's what we want to produce. Like all 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 writers who want to really produce great stuff, we want to do um, the the quality work so that our readers can, you know, come back to us and say, well, we've enjoyed your book and we want more. Yeah. Um, so that's the whole idea. <laughs> yep. You're introducing them into a world where, you know, everything isn't perfect, but where they, you know, they can have experiences that they wouldn't have on their own, you know, like yes. you, you go in a spaceship and you travel to wherever, or you teleport. Yes, you can see or, the universe. <laughs> yeah, and you can go places that you in your own mind didn't think of going <laughs> But you can go there because an author brought you there. Yes. So, and, and that's a, you know, essentially, like you said, that's what authors want. Um, and it's what readers want. You know, they, they want you to tell them a great story so that they can get lost from the everyday world and see their world with a new perspective. I think so too, and I really appreciate that, and that's why I talk to readers a lot. I talk to readers on Facebook. Um, I have my platform there, and I have my publisher's platform also there. And we talk on Twitter, talk on uh, book clubs, just because we want to interact and we want to know what readers are thinking and. I am a reader too, you know, because yep. I read science fiction, I read other literature, I read non-fiction, I, I appreciate a um, very well-written book, I can see that the author really did uh, their best, and <clears throat> I, I really enjoy reading a well-written book where I can see that the, the, the writer invested, uh, what, what, uh, you know, um, and uh, it's not just a, a piece of trash that you can throw away and, and forget about it. But no, I really appreciate uh, hard-working writers and as a reader. I, am, I bow to them. I'm really, I'm really thankful that they exist. Yep. And we're... You know, it's a it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, we can't we can't uh, we we have to we have to be able to have things to read, and then we need to have writers that write the things to read. But then you have to have readers to read the stuff to read. So without each other, you can't. You know, it's a it's a circle, and we can't survive without one another. That's exactly. very true. That's very true. So that goes to your balance. You know, back to your balance in the earth. That's like one of the very first relationships that you know that were made way back, you know, uh, way back in the Middle Ages when, you know, storytellers were around. I think so too, yes. Uh, back to Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that this is also a very rewarding experience because you get to, it's not just, it's not about the money, it's not about, you know, um, because we don't really sell so well that we can retire and stop working on other things that we work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so very few writers get, uh, write as their day job. Right. But, but mostly this is something we do after work and we are we are uh, the kind of brand of people that we really want to 
um, to get our story out there, and then we want people to enjoy it, and that's why we do it. You know, it's 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 all it's it's a form of entertainment, I suppose. And um, I'd say that um, you, you're that it's it's a circle of life, mm-hmm. if you wish, because it's a circle of of life in in the world of words. Yeah, absolutely. So, now, when you um, you talk about using social media, and one of the things that I've been very curious about is um, how people, I, I can pretty much see how people, are, how authors are using Twitter and Facebook, but how, you mentioned um, that you're on Goodreads. How are you using Goodreads? I, uh, Goodreads offers, offers a very nice uh, service to writers. It's free, and you can establish yourself. Um, you can have a um, writer's pe- uh, profile there, and you can uh, add your own books that you wrote. But um, basically what you do is um, interact with other readers and other writers, and you support each other by uh, reading books and writing reviews about these books. There are also groups... Um, uh, where you can discuss uh, certain types of literature, like for instance, there's Russian literature group that I follow uh, because I work for the publisher who brings uh, Russian literature into the English language uh, book world. So they, they do translations, and so I follow the subject, uh, and I get to to to, to read uh, people's opinions uh, about the books they wrote, uh, they read, and um, the books they want to read. Uh, I get to express myself as well, but basically, what I do is write reviews. This is what I um, I have time for most of the time, mm-hmm. and this is what I love doing because when once you had a great book, a good book in your hands, and you really want the people to know about it, so that's why we have a review option, and you can give as many stars as you want to the book. Um, I mean, well, no, I'm lying. <laughs> Five stars is the maximum. Right. Um, right. Uh, I would give twenty stars or. Hundred stars to a very good book that keeps me coming back to this book ever uh, over and over again. You know, mm-hmm. I reread certain books right. uh, at certain intervals just because they're so good. Uh, so that deserves so many stars. Uh, but Goodreads has five stars, like Amazon. Oh, by the way, Amazon has also reader uh, readers discussion clubs and also authors uh, discussion clubs where independent authors can promote themselves. Only one uh, place where we can promote ourselves as independent authors. So that's kind of, that's that's pretty similar. There's also something called Kindle boards where they use uh, where there's a um, book bazaar which is like uh, book club where you can introduce your own books and you can discuss other books of others and it's pretty much the same principle that is applied everywhere uh, where you know um, you have to read the book first and then right. you uh, as if you're an author or a publisher you introduce your product uh, but to interact with others you have to read the book their books you have to post reviews you need to know what you're talking about because you can't really just jump in and say hi uh, I've never read 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 any of your books but I'm here and so that's very shallow. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you want to give quality disc- uh, interaction to others just because, you know, the law of attraction uh, yeah. is also in place. So uh, Goodreads is, is great in a way that uh, you can see more, I think, because you can upload their um, covers of your books, uh, pictures of yourself, I think, um, to your profile, at yeah. least one. one. So you, you, you get to, it's more personalized, probably like the Facebook, 
which is also personalized. And Twitter is, um, well, Twitter has an option of adding pictures to your updates, to your tweets, but um, it's a little bit different. All you see is, uh, what is it, 140 characters of yeah. uh, encoded messages with links. But Twitter is great in a way that it's, uh, it, it, it spreads the buzz around very quickly. Right. And my Twitter platform is larger than my Facebook platform. So that's just to compare how things work. Uh, other people prefer Google+, Plus, which is also an, a social network. And like uh, what I can tell you that people who read books, they find each other on every social network. And it's not necessarily Goodreads or library thing, which is very specialized to dedicated like a library just to reading books and writing reviews and talking about books. But we find each other everywhere, wherever we go, uh, every network. We, 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 there, there will always be some place on Facebook, some place on Google+, some place on any other network where readers and writers will unite and talk about, you know, literature. So it's just how it is. Um, it's just the fun of it, you know. Yeah, and that was a really good explanation of all the different options that are out there right now. And we all know that things are going to change and, you know, there'll be more social networks or less social networks or, you know, Twitter may fall by the wayside or whatever. But the point is that you made is that no matter what pops up um, globally, people can connect. And, you know, when I'm talking to somebody on Facebook, I don't know, uh, you know, unless I look at their profile, I don't know what part of the world they're from. And I don't know, you know, if English is their first or third language. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're having conversations with people every day and they're reading you and, you know, you're reading them. And um, and then when you find something interesting, you connect and you comment. And the next thing you know, you're talking about books. And then you're becoming friends, internet and friends. friends. Yeah. And this is, this is wonderful because there are no barriers. Uh, something that we encounter physically in life when we meet each other, suppose somewhere, and we have to, to overcome the physical um, kind of, you know, the visual, I don't know, uh, the language, uh, maybe audio, some uh, obstacles, whatever. But um, internet of, uh, just kind of takes everything away, and all you have is the, the pure message, the yeah. essence of who everybody is. And that's wonderful because we get to see the 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 real um well uh, when when people are honest you get to see the real them you know but i have to say that uh internet also offers a lot of like scammers can have a field day on internet so we all need to be very careful because whatever gets on internet is never removed. Yeah, I so, know. <laughs> so that's one of the things that we need to be cautious about. But, you know, talking about lit- literature on book clubs is pretty safe. And um, it's also wonderful because this is like... Uh, there are people who cannot move physically um, a lot, so they cannot really attend um, book clubs in the area. All they need to do, you know, suppose pe- people with disabilities or chronic illnesses, but they're ri- readers and they love rit- literature and they're writers and they love writing. And Internet offers them a wonderful opportunity to not only create uh, and distribute their work, but also interact with other about their work and the work of others so uh, in in they, they get to live you know I have I have uh, 
health challenges and I sometimes think if I did not have internet I would not be able to do a lot of things uh, I would not be a, a, a member of many clubs and and um, reading groups and you know writing circles uh, but internet gives me all that and I'm really really thankful for this wonderful tool well, and the other thing, too, to build upon that is that it's also made it very much easier. It's removed the barriers of getting books to each other. So, like, if I were going to mail you a print book so you could do a review, it would cost a lot of money. <laughs> sure. Now you can send an electronic version, like a yep. PDF or even a customized version for your own electronic reading platform, whatever you're using, a Nook, a yep. Kindle, Eldico, whatever you have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's also changed the, the, ways, the, the way things are in the publishing interest, uh, industry because there is also a print-on-demand option and there's yep. also electronic books which is you know click upload and it's done you know yep. it's 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 fantastic uh, there are rules there are screening policies and everything uh, on every electronic book distributor or publisher but uh, like you know Amazon uh, create space okay wait create space is for 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 the printed media print on demand, yeah uh, yes uh, but uh, but uh, Amazon has a Kindle offer program I think Lulu does that too um, mm-hmm. let me think Smashwords as a distributor, but they also offer publishing services for electronic books, which yeah. is, this is not really like a traditional publishing because, um, you know, you don't get, electronic book is electronic book. Actually, a book is a medium, you know, it can yeah. be printed, it can be um, written by hand, it can be, you know, and then uh, bound into, into a nice shape. And then you have electronic medium, which is the, the, the content is the essence here. And then, so yeah. you, can, you can deliver your content in various ways. And electronic is the greatest, the greenest, I would say. Yeah. Because well, no you know, trees. the trees. No I was trees. interviewed when I went on Kindle. Uh, I was inter- interviewed by um, by Kindle um, Kindle author um, blog uh, blogger, and he said, uh, "Why publish on Kindle?" And my answer was, "You know, save the trees. This is the best option because um, you know, uh, rainforest is um, is disappearing. So disappearing, we need- yeah." We need to think about the earth, so going green and going on Kindle and going on all electronic bo- uh, platforms is the the wise thing to do. And you know, traditional publishers and um, libraries that acquire books from t- traditional publishers also uh, now seek uh, content for their electronic um, d- um, uh, collection yeah. uh, um, in the twen- in in the first half of the 2012 uh, libraries have acquired they have spent 60 percent of their budget that's libraries in the USA and that's my personal research I've done uh, research and I've talked to libraries uh, at conventions and okay so 60 percent of their annual budget was spent in the f- fiscal year in the first part of the fiscal year 2012 was spent on acquiring electronic platforms for the library lending purposes and now they're seeking content which they can afford yeah. and certainly large p- uh, p- publishing houses like random house or penguin books they want uh, to sell electronic books at a very high price 
which is many libraries say, hey, come on, we are your allies here, give us a fair price. Yeah. And I have to say that my publisher, Gladyslav Publication, and this is an advertising, but I have to say that we offer a very fair price to every library that comes to us. So if, if you know a librarian who wants great literature, high quality literature for the electronic platform, please please call me. <laughs> I'll give you great electronic books. We have Mobi, we have PDF, we have... Um, uh, what else? No. Uh, uh, we have something for Nook. I forgot what the extension is. Mobi EPUB? Is open. EPUB, yes, that's yes. right. EPUB. Okay, that's morning for me, so before coffee. <laughs> um, okay, so this is this is what, uh, what's been done, and I have to say that... Um, Electronic medium is a very cool medium. I have a tablet where I have Kindle and Nook and Aldico, and I carry about a uh, 500 books in total. Yeah. In my bag. Can you imagine that? When you yeah. go to a book convention, a book expo, and you need to acquire 500 books, and you're a librarian, and you have a card with you, and that's where you <laughs> carry all the books you want for your library, and it's really, really heavy. And yeah. can you imagine going on a vacation with so many books? Yeah. No, of course not. You take one or two in, in, in your bag, and you're gone. But now I have around 500, and I'm constantly downloading and acquiring whatever I want. Uh, from the internet, and that is amazing. Yep. And then I get to talk to my readers and uh, and to to readers of of books I read, uh, and uh, you know I get to talk to them through a mobile device as well, which yep. is great because it's great on one hand. On the other hand, you know I, I had a very bizarre experience. I'll tell you about. Um, a month ago, I needed to, to do some work in the city, and I went to a government building. And I was waiting in the queue uh, with my number, and um, and I was like, uh, everything was fine. And for a moment, I thought, something seems like, something is odd, you know. And then I looked around, and everybody was texting or emailing or using the iPhones, iPads, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Galaxies, whatever they have. Everybody has a mobile device and they were not talking to each other, but they were talking to whoever is on the other side of the mobile, uh, you know, who's, whoever is the rece receiving part. I was shocked. I felt mm -hmm. like that is the downside of you know internet and and all this electronic globalization however it's a great medium but unfortunately we don't know where to draw the line and i think we need to learn to do that really fast like asap yeah. No, and I agree because, like you said, you know, I mean, how many people did you meet in line while you were waiting for something and you, you had a really cool conversation and then, you know, you may never see that person again, but you had a great conversation, you know, for 20 minutes while you were waiting in line at the movies or while you were waiting in line to get into the building or, or whatever. I love this kind of an interaction. I yeah. love random encounters, you know, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. I would love to do that, uh, but uh, that was just one of the uh, one of the most recent experiences where I saw that people do not talk to each other, and that was really sad uh, because I think that we ought to talk to each other and we ought to put down our mobile devices and take time to actually interact with people who are right now here with us in in, in the physical uh, world, you know, <clears throat> present in. in 
and it, it, yeah, we we need to do that too. Yeah. And we need to have a healthy balance. You know, we don't need to be hooked on the wire. Uh, hooked on the wire. This is something from Space Scrapers. This is my book. I have a wire installation there for every human. It's like a tracking device that's set into your brain. Oh my God! Read my book if you want to find out more. <laughs> Is one of the things that I have inserted in the book that uh, puts a perspective onto what we're doing right now. We are all yeah. on a wire. Hooked to the wire, yeah. And uh, to go back to the library thing, I appreciate what libraries are doing. My daughter um, reads, she borrows books from the library constantly because, you know, there are. this is what libraries exist for. If you want to read a book just once and give it back. You know, yes. you don't want to keep that file on your, you know, if you do want to, then you go somewhere and buy it. And yes. that's, that's what libraries are for. Borrow it. And she's on waiting lists, you know, yes. because they only have so many licenses to have so many books out at a time. There are too many books to read and uh, too little time to do that. And libraries really, really do a great job in cataloging everything by subject, by country, by, um, I don't know if it's history, it's by um, historical periods, um, whatever. And libraries really do a great job by promoting uh, new literature and classic literature and to schools, you know, mm -hmm. to to educational facilities and schools really need to get more uh, quality literature into their curriculums because um, things are disappearing. I have to tell you that we did some research um, from a publishing house and we found out that Russian literature is disappearing from American schools curriculums. And no, this that's really not right. That is not really, really a good thing to do. Okay, I because there are still so great, so many great uh, translated works of Russian writers that are classic works. Yeah. There are also also works of modern Russian writers which um, which were written after the Iron Curtain, and you can really appreciate the 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 scope of the cultural diversity and and the understanding of things and learning from each other. That's why we are here, folks. That's why we're. <laughs> Alive. Um, so yeah, um, and libraries. Are, okay, do, do you know that there are also electronic libraries out there, and um, there are independent electronic libraries um, uh, where you can, um, like, uh, either free libraries or uh, paid for libraries where you can lend books electronically. And um, things something like this has been also done by Amazon. Uh, which is, I think they have they have like library readers where you can lend books on Kindle and then give them back. Um, yep. Not sure how that works, but that's that's one of the things I think younger younger readers know how to do all those wonderful options out there with all those wonderful devices. I mean, have you seen Kindle? It's weightless. <laughs> yep. I I was flabbergasted when I got my first Kindle by the weight and the size, and I thought it was going to be awkward to hold, but it's the size of a six by nine book. You know, it's, it's 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 as thick as a pencil. I think it's yeah. really it's it's it fits everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with all that wonderful technology, we can only think of the wonderful things we can produce and do for each other. You know, I'm still stressing this point that we really need to be very embracing and very um, open to to the idea of uh, being a family. Yeah. <laughs> Being global a family, family, a global family. 
you know, we're all, what is it? There's, they call it six degrees of separation from anybody to anybody else in the world. So Yes, yes, that is also another wonderful thing that totally blows my mind because yeah. I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who's a queen. And there I you go. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Those many ways, yes, yes. So, well, Camilla, it's been wonderful um, talking to you this this morning, <laughs> before your coffee and after mine. Um, and I would I would like for you to um, let us know. Tell me your website again. Uh, my website. I have too many websites. So the best thing for people to do is go to Google and Google Camilla Stein, uh, science fiction writer, and you will get a lot of things. I have too many websites. Okay. Well, and that's good because, like you I said, it's part of the internet, and you're reaching different people. And I would assume that you have some platforms in different languages. So uh, I don't. Only oh. move it. Uh, oh well sorry my bad no No, that's fine because you know English I'm only only published in America okay so okay and my um, so that's that's how it is well whenever whenever you're published on the internet it's actually even if it's in America you know you are published worldwide (laughs) yes well and CreateSpace also added an option recently where now with their print on demand they can deliver to countries other than the United States so they just cool. recently added that in the last uh, few weeks. Okay, that's so. an awesome thing to do. I think that because yep. they're really they're really embracing humanity. Yeah, great, great. Yeah. So everybody who thinks Amazon is the big evil, um, no. they're actually trying to get uh, whether it's to make a buck or not. They're actually trying to get literature worldwide, and yeah. I think that that is a tremendous step forward because they're not. There aren't very many places that can print and ship overseas, and there are a lot of, you know, barriers to that. Yes, yes, I agree totally, yes. And this is a good thing they're doing this, yes. So, all right, so search for Camilla Stein on Google or go to CamillaSteinReviews.com, right? Uh, it's on WordPress. It's oh, okay. So, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. You can okay. find me. I am I'm easily traceable. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter, uh, and you can find me on Facebook. And okay. I'll be glad to embrace everyone who comes to me. Okay, awesome. And for those of you who are listening, and you're listening um, somewhere on the Internet other than our website, please go to bookgoodies.com, where you can find the podcast, and you can... Um, see some of the I'll put up some links to some of Camilla's sites and you can also let us comment on the podcast let us know what you think and if there's something that you want us to cover in a future podcast you can leave a message or you can go to our contact form and let us know uh, what you'd like to hear um, our authors talk about or you can offer to be on our podcast yourself and um, again, Camilla, I want to thank you so much. I know you had to get up extra early for this, and it's been a very... <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Deborah. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. And for all of our listeners that are out there, um, you know, have a great day. Get creative. Get writing. Be green. And have a great day. Yes, be green. That's the motto for today. Yes. And have a great day, everybody. I enjoyed doing this. I enjoyed talking to everyone. And thank you, Deborah. Thank you very much. Have a, have a great night. <laughs> thank <I> you. <laughs> okay.